Welcome to a new episode of The Traveller's Podcast with your host, Brother Noor Al-Ayash. Brethren, welcome again. We're at episode number seven, and I couldn't have made it so far if it wasn't for your support and motivation. I hope all of you, wherever you are, are safe, well, and may the great architect of the universe keep protecting you, your loved ones, and our honorable fraternity. Our guest tonight is joining us all the way from Denver, Colorado. Some of you have met him before in an online lecture at Lodge Trinity number 1846. Worshipful Brother Jay Allen. Welcome, Brother Jay, and thank you for joining us at the Travelers Podcast. Would you be kind enough to brief us a bit on your Masonic CV? Thank you, Worshipful Brother Noor. It's a pleasure to be here with you and have the opportunity to once again speak with you and all the brethren who are listening. I was honored to serve my lodge as Worshipful Master in 2013. I served the Grand Lodge of Colorado as district lecturer for three years. I'm currently serving Colorado Chapter Number 29 Royal Archmasons as High Priest this year. And I am also on the Educational Committee for the Grand Lodge of Colorado, providing educational content for new Masons and tenured brothers as well on a variety of Masonic subjects. Masonic education and discussion is my personal passion, and I'm very, very pleased to be here with you again today. Brother Jay, how has Masonry changed you personally? Masonry has had such a tremendous impact on my life, both personally, professionally, in every possible capacity. I've had the opportunity over the last 11, 12 years now, being a Mason, to learn from our symbolism, to learn from other brothers who have been Masons longer than I've been alive, some of the deeper meanings and teachings that our institution offers to its members. I don't think I could ever repay the debt that I feel I owe to the Brotherhood, but I try and live those values in my day-to-day life and share what I've learned through this experience of being a Mason with any other brothers who are interested in hearing my story. I was young and impressionable and seeking some sort of structure around morality and being a better man. I did not have a lot of father figures growing up. And in Masonry, I found not only a group of brothers willing to inspire me, teach me, and challenge me, but I found a system of morality taught through symbolism that has transformed me personally and changed my outlook on life in general. Does Masonry transform its membership through its teachings or through the positive influence of its members or both? I think that's a great question, and I think the answer might be different for everybody. But in my opinion, 
Freemasonry transforms its members through the repetitive process of learning the ritual, applying the teachings in our lives, and also surrounding ourselves with other men who are on this journey and trying to do the same thing. I think there's something to be said for a group of individuals working collectively together to better themselves versus you trying to do that on your own as a solitary individual. I think that the structure of Freemasonry lends a conducive environment for us to work to better ourselves if we listen to the meanings of the ritual, if we discuss them, and if we work together to challenge each other to be better men and set a good example for each other. I remember as a young man hearing that I would become the person who was composed of the individuals I chose to surround myself with, and that bad company corrupts good morals. So I think for me, I've always tried to surround myself with people who were better than me, because I believe that if I surrounded myself with excellence, I could absorb some of that and learn from those individuals. And I think masonry is a great way to do that. But why is ritual important to this transformative process? You know, I think a lot of people feel that the ritual is just there as part of our tradition. But I think it's much more important than carrying on the work that the fraternity has done for centuries. The rituals themselves, when practiced, that repetitive nature of learning a ritual helps impress the values and lessons it's trying to teach on your mind. If you're going to learn your proficiency or an obligation or a lecture, it requires constant repetition, memorization, and part of that is thinking about what it means and how to convey that information to others when you are delivering that ritual. And I think that repetitive process so ingrains on our minds the lessons that the ritual was designed to teach that it begins to shape the way we think, the way we interact with others, to the point where I will call to mind an element of ritual in my day-to-day -day life and think about how I can shape my behavior and my choices to be a better man. I think it's one thing to tell somebody you should be a good man and you should treat others equally and you should give to those in need. But when you put someone through a ritual, an interactive, powerful experience, and then teach them to learn that ritual, those lessons take on a new meaning and become much more powerful in that individual's life through the repetition, constant practice, and constant meditation that the structure of Masonic ritual provides. Brother Jay, is there an alchemical connection to positive change? I know a lot of people question whether or not alchemy is truly a part of Freemasonry, but at its core, alchemy is transforming something lesser into something greater. I think that people often think of a wizard in a robe with a wand changing lead into gold in some dungeon or something as what alchemy is all about. But truly, alchemy was originally philosophical and spiritual. We tell prospective members that masonry is taking good men and making them better men. And that's certainly a process of transformation and change. We use in our ritual, for instance, the symbol of the ashlar, and we tell 
a new mason, that he is a rough ashlar, becoming a smooth, perfect stone, fit for the builder's use. This is a process of change, and I think masonry is rooted in a transformative process of making its members better through our symbolism and lessons and teachings. To me, that is alchemy, for we are turning something lesser into turning a greater product that can be used by the great architect of the universe in his grand plan. So to me, yes, it's an alchemical process that requires hard work, dedication, a series of steps that you take, both symbolically, but also personally in your life. And so that alchemical process of transformation is something that each one of us lives if we truly apply the lessons and teachings of Freemasonry in our daily lives. What is the responsibility of the Lodge versus the responsibility of the individual, brother? This is such an important topic, brother, because so many people join Masonry and think that we are going to make them better. And certainly the influence of your brothers and the information contained within our rituals and teachings help with that process. But ultimately, each individual brother owns the responsibility to work on themselves and make those positive changes in their life. I can't make you a better man or a better husband or a better father. You have to do that through an application of those lessons. I can certainly encourage you and be a mentor for you when you come into the fraternity, but I can't make the changes in your personal life. I think the responsibility of the Lodge is to provide an atmosphere that supports morality and is conducive to ongoing study, increase of knowledge, personal development and growth, and all of those other things that come along with being a Mason. But anyone could join, be placed in that environment, and if they don't truly take the lessons to heart and work to improve themselves, it's like soil that has been prepared, but nothing has been planted. And so you as the individual brother have the responsibility to learn to perfect yourself in masonry and subdue your passions. And only you can do that. The lodge can only provide you that opportunity. You must take those steps. How does masonry's promise of transformation remain relevant these days? I think this is the challenge, right? Because so many people in our fraternity today are looking for something more meaningful in their Masonic experience. And we have a responsibility to provide that. Men are still men. And as technology changes, even with the current coronavirus pandemic affecting our ability to meet face to face, we have to stop and think, how are our lessons and teachings relevant to today's man? I think that men are still looking to be good men, good in their families, good in their communities, in their churches or mosques or synagogues or whatever faith they have. They want to be better men. And I think that Freemasonry remains relevant when it offers them the opportunity to work with other brothers from different backgrounds, from different faiths, on this collective goal of being better at who we are. That has not changed, regardless of the distractions of modern-day society. 
Those core principles and values still drive what it means to be a man, what it means to be a father, to be a husband, to be a citizen in whatever country you may live. And so I think we are still relevant as long as we challenge our members and hold them accountable to live those principles every day. Thanks again, Brother Jay, for joining us in this interesting and beautiful episode. Any last words you wish to say before we conclude? My dear brother, thank you for the opportunity to speak with you and to address the brethren who are listening to this podcast. To all of you brothers, I know that times are very challenging right now around the world, but know that my heart is with you and with all true brothers of our craft. And until we meet again, we are happy to meet Sorry to part, but always happy to meet again. Thank you, brother. Then, brethren, that will be all for episode number seven. Until next time, be safe and God bless. The Traveler's Podcast.